Grandma, you know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel her in the room. She isn't gone. stress on my family. Let's take that tension and get it into the podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Johnny, keep, keep be... that keep that spirit, I guess. So keep that. Gonna... I, I have a spirit in me. His <laughs> name is not Eamon. Keep keep that fervor. The, the... Oh, here we go. Welcome to the Spooky Screen Podcast, a podcast where five childhood friends get together to discuss and debate horror movies. Tonight, we'll be talking about Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster. Uh, but before we get into that, let me first introduce my co-host, Noah. Hey, guys. Johnny. Hello. David. Hey, everyone. Nick. Hey. There you go. Hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. It's your boy. It's your boy. (laughs) And my name is Steven, uh, and we will now get into the podcast. Cue the trailer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, All right, cool. So In a world without God. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be discussing Hereditary tonight, which is directed by Ari Aster, and it was released back in June 2018. Um, the summary of the movie is as follows. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry, trying to outrun the sinister fate that they have inherited. Um, okay, so usually how we start these podcasts are by asking um, a one-sentence summary of the film, but we are going to change it up today because i am your host and uh we're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do is it really because you're the host yeah yeah <laughs> i'm in control here i like to think i am we all came up with this idea to get no no no, no, no. Look, look at me look at me i am the captain now okay <laughs> the power is gone to your head even even you need to talk to what you need to talk to your boss and say hey i need a little more control in my day because i have a power trip going on in the podcast <laughs> Anyways, uh, what we're going to do is... Steven screen now. All right. <laughs> Swagger spooky Steven. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do the one sentence uh, chain spoiler summary of the movie. So I I will start out and then... Well, don't you uh, explain it a bit? All right. All right. Do I have to explain it? I don't have to explain it, right? I would no. I would just say we are going to spoil the movie, each saying one sentence, one after the other. Yeah. Right. Does it have to be interconnected to the plot? Like we can't just go from point A to point C, right? No. I thought, I thought there has to be one after the, the other. 
Yeah, the point like, is to jump off the last person to see if okay. we can get the we'll see if we can get the full movie in there. I think it's All a right. great idea. All right. All right. So I'll start, and then Noah, you go next, and then I'll continue to call names one after the other. Uh, my one sentence is um, after grandma passes away she begins to unleash a curse upon her family and then dot 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 noah you're up next um that wasn't even a full sentence <laughs> that was a that was a is our summary gonna be a run-on after uh, grandma you gotta period it <laughs> don't don't worry i'll i'll, I'll do like 10 sentences Give, right. me, give, me, <laughs> give me a period, Stephen. Okay, after Grandma Graham passes away, she begins to unleash a curse that descends upon her family. Period. Um, the little creepy girl, granddaughter, <laughs> uh, who cuts heads off pigeons and loves chocolate, goes to a party with her brother and eats cake there. Next. Who's going next? Nick, Nick, but, Nick, Nick. But little did she know that there were nuts in that cake, and she has a nut allergy. So her brother has to get her home as fast, or to the hospital, I think, as fast as he can. When <laughs> terribly something, bad, something tragic happens, we're like three people in a movie cover just the first twenty minutes. How are we gonna do this? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got Nick, it. Nick, this is a spoiler review. You just said something tragic happened. Oh, I thought I was good. Okay, fine. I do. I, I could go on and on if you want me no, to. No, no. Basically, you have to say her head turned into a Pez dispenser. Yeah, you guys suck at this. Like, I agree with. I thought this was gonna be awesome. I agree that we should say way more than one sentence because one sentence no, from the no, five of us is point. We can easily do it in a sentence. You guys are getting hyper focused. Okay, it's not so, scene by scene, guys. All right, so what did what did Noah say? I said she ate cake. No, okay. yours was way too limited. You yeah. did one okay. scene. All right, I'll start. All right, I'll start. Start over. All right, all right, right. Let me let me start from the beginning. Start over, uh, guys. Each one of you did about a scene. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! I didn't do a bad job. I I said that the grandma died and she <laughs> unleashed the a curse. Right. You first said the scene. most general statement ever. It was the that first has... scene. All right, fine. Let me let me think about this. Okay, so Grandma Graham passes away, and the family begins to experience unnatural, supernatural events after her death. Period. The the creepy daughter who cuts heads off birds and eat, and loves chocolate is killed when a telephone pole hits her in the head, and it. It gives the family grief-stricken, and they want to contact her from the dead. The mom makes a best friend at grief counseling that teaches her to summon the dead, and then things go horribly wrong, and the mom sleepwalks and sometimes tries to attack the son. David, I'm out, time out, period. That was good, that was good. Oh, okay, I, I'm sorry, that, yeah, I, I well... I David, like David, um, and then Johnny's gonna bring it home. Johnny's got a big job to do. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got you. All right. Uh, turns out the lady that she met, the mom met at grief counseling, is a friend of the dead grandma's, and they're all—they're uh, all naked witches that love the devil and want the devil to go into the grandson. 
and they love being naked. <laughs> yeah, that's a really strong point <laughs> that they love being naked. And there's some things that happen with fire. So, so as the mom struggles to figure out what she summoned, she realizes the cult has been working to summon a demon into her family for generations. And they finally succeed by summoning the demon into her son after the whole family is brutally slaughtered. And you find out a king of hell has entered Earth. All right. There you go. There you go. That's, that, that wasn't bad. Ding. That was basically the movie. You guys all watched it. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You don't watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take our word for it. That, that summary. Good enough. Who needs so, cinematography? I was, I, I was, um, I was surprised it was an A24 studio movie. Well, it's so classic of them. Like it's art house. Yeah, it's like art house horror. Uh, but anyways, let's let's move on to the next question. I think we so really classic. We really knocked that out of the park. I think, boys, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Once Johnny I'm, actually corrected I'm us, not, I was like, yeah, okay. No, I'm not laughing. I thought we did a great job. <laughs> you guys were, you guys literally did like, scene for scene. Maybe ten hey, minutes of hey, the movie. Hey, hey, it was the first time we ever did it. Me and Stephen were the pioneers with those first two sentences. Exactly. <laughs> what are you, Christopher Columbus? <laughs> you hate that guy. No, no, no. I, I'm Lewis, and Noah is uh, Sacagawea. Uh, Sacagawea. Oh, yikes. What did you do to that poor Indian girl? Oh, God. We're oh, Native American. Native American. Cut that out. <laughs> I'll get canceled. I'll get canceled by the whole administration. All right, we're going to move on to the next question, which is whether you loved it or hate it, hated it, and why. So, Whoa, loved. That's I need a to strong, get another drink. That's a, strong, right, that's a very strong, strong sentiment. All right, Johnny, why don't you lead oh, us off? Oh, I got to go first. I was about to get another beer. <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave that. You should, you should have prepared. You should have a cooler right I next already... to your desk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good idea. Um, all right, all right, Johnny, go get go get your beer. David, uh, yeah, why don't you go. start us off? Um, all right. <clears throat> Going uh, into this movie, I I really didn't like this movie. I, I saw it once with uh, Stephen and Noah and fell asleep within the first 15 minutes of watching it. Yep. Uh, and so I, I, I had it in my mind that I was going to bash this this uh movie with like a negan sized bat uh but i still i will preface this i still don't really like this movie i feel like it had a lot of plot holes and a lot of funky acting and and scenes that could have been worked even better but i will say after giving it a second shot and just watching it from start to finish without falling asleep <laughs> without sleeping on it that's key boys this this movie was very well crafted i can give it that it was very well crafted and there were some really good scenes and cinematography lighting all that kind of stuff was great uh certain actors did a really great job i just for me i think they missed the ballpark on the story and the focus okay. Okay, so we'll go into that a little bit more. Missed, missed the ballpark? I don't think that's a phrase. 
I didn't even walk I into think the that's ballpark. a phrase. <laughs> yeah, you missed the ball. You missed the ball. Is that not a phrase? It you is a phrase. Out of the ballpark, but you can't miss the ballpark. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> the best phrase ever. Miss the ballpark. Look, even if it isn't, that's now David's thing. You missed the ballpark. Oh my God. God, oh. stop yelling at me, God. <laughs> it missed the ballpark. Oh, hit it out of the ballpark. Wait, do I sound <laughs> loud? <laughs> it's out of the ballpark. <laughs> it's, like, it's like both of those phrases are the exact opposite. Miss, miss the ball and hit it out of the park are the exact opposite. <laughs> you. That's the I best mean. phrase ever, David. You missed the ballpark. <laughs> but, but, but you under... You no, you, no, you have your title. <laughs> missed the ballpark. You didn't <laughs> miss the ball. You missed the ballpark. <laughs> but the point is you understood what I meant. Yes. It's true. It's true. We did actually. I'll give you that. So, yeah. I, I will say I liked it a little more than where I originally was, but I still don't like this movie. Okay, Nick, why don't you go? Did you love it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? All right, so I'm not going to say I loved this movie, but I I don't want to say I really liked it, but it's more than just liked. Like, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Okay. Um, How many times did you watch it, Nick? I watched it three times. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Or, and honestly, I I liked it every time because I kept seeing more things. Nick, you, you did your homework. Hang out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed around my kid. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't really know what impressed. lives in you. I'm really impressed. <laughs> you have at least seven demons in you right now. The, the first time I watched this movie, and Katrina you know was like, payment? You, you, you know should payment? say this. When let, I let, let the man talk. So what, in, listen, Nick. If you're possessed by payment right now, you have control of 200 legions of demons, according to the cult. They're so, all naked people and a bunch of naked guys. Yeah, a bunch of naked white right. people. Um. So when I first watched this movie, I did. I couldn't watch it all in one sitting, strictly because like there were moments where like, like when the daughter got you know beheaded, I was just like I was not ready for that. You know, I went downstairs and I was like Katrina, I just need to hang out real quick, like. I can't do it. I can't deal with this movie right now. The tension really got me, and I really appreciated it. Yeah. Um, and then after you know, I struggled to get through it because it was just like so tense. Like the second watching or the second viewing was great because I was like, okay, now I can really see things, and okay, now I see how this connects. And then the third time, I was like, all right, now it's just. I guess it's just like picking up the rest of the pieces and putting together like the entire puzzle. Because by the third time, I after the second time, I was like, all right, I'm I'm pretty sure I know like 99 of what this story was trying to do. And then the third viewing was just to like solidify that. So at after your third viewing, it sounds like you enjoyed the craft of the film. Like, I really David. liked it. I yeah, I appreciated. Um, not a lot of movies, you know, make me feel any kind of way. Yeah. And this movie did a good job of that. Uh, I what, loved how what? uneasy it made me feel. Okay. Yeah. Like I was always like, oh, I don't know if I can look. Not even because like. But just because, like, there were moments that made me sick to my stomach, like, because I was just like, something bad is going to happen, and I just don't know what. But, so, okay, so consensus is you you enjoyed it then, right? I enjoyed it. I didn't like the okay. ending. That's the main point. Like, okay. I didn't we'll like talk- the ending, but I enjoyed it. Okay, we'll talk about that later. So, Nick enjoyed it. David didn't. Noah, why don't you go next? Um, okay. So, full disclosure, I've seen this movie before, and as David said, I saw it with Steven and David himself. We saw it in a small theater at, like, 
10 p.m. or something like that. It was like a late night showing before this movie was like really popular. Yeah. And like David said, he fell asleep and he actually woke up at the point where the girl gets her head beheaded <laughs> and he screams in the middle of the theater. <laughs> What? What happened? What happened? <laughs> we're like in the middle of being like mortified by this girl's head on the pavement. Some man, some deliberate man screamed what happened. <laughs> it's probably made it even more scary. But yeah, the, the, the first time I saw this, I actually did not like it at all. Like as David said, I... I I fully expected to bash this movie's full and through. I, I thought it was full of plot holes, and I thought the it was silly, very silly. Um, I couldn't get past the fact that the whole demon's plan w- had to stem on this little girl eating nuts in a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I couldn't get past that. But then this time, when I saw it, I felt like, I was able to kind of just sit back and watch the movie and not have to uh, think about the hype or anything like that. And I going to make Johnny mad, but I, I really liked this movie a lot. Like I my, my opinion completely changed. It was like a full 180. Yeah. It was, okay. a, it was a weird viewing for me too. Like Surprising. it was, yeah. Like I felt like it was on Like I kind of saw what he was trying to do. Like it was unusual yeah. and original in a way where maybe not the story is so original like demon possession family trying to you know resurrect a demon god might not be the most original thing when it, you know like rosemary's baby and all that but yep. the way paranormal it, activity yeah the yeah. way that it's executed is like whole is wholly original and it's done in a way where it's just so memorable like the fact like that there is chocolate nuts and then she gets her head knocked off by a telephone pole, and all of that is just every every like everything that is done is executed so like just weird. You know, it's like a it's like a person that you meet that's like just a weird guy, and like maybe he collects like two headed animals. Like you never forget him. You know, like he makes that impact on you. And the right. first time I watched it, I was turned off from that weird guy. But this time, I was able to like sit and have a conversation with him. And it was like, it was fascinating. So weird guy though, when you have a conversation with him, doesn't make complete sense, but you kind of go along with it because it's a unique viewing experience. That's yeah, what like, I'm getting. Like, I'll still say, like, I still think the nuts is like stupid and silly, Yeah. but, but I remember it, you know, like I'll always remember the stupid, like the fact that these demons used nuts to kill the girl and to resurrect <laughs> the pieman guy. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's something you wouldn't see in a horror movie. They would, they would probably go with the, you know, the straight, just you know perform a ritual and summon them you know like just kill the girl like stab the girl in the middle of the sleep like no this the director went like eats nuts gets beheaded you know like it's and brings the grandma's body up into the eye like you know what I mean? it's like it's all this like weird unusual stuff that just sticks in your brain um i will save johnny for last and i'll go next um so whether I liked this film or disliked it, I will say that I am lukewarm at best still. This movie to me feels like someone drove up a really nice car like a Corvette and handed you keys and then you get in and it's empty on the gas and you're just kind of sitting there. And it looks really pretty and it feels cool to like sit in there and experience it. But for me, there seemed to be something fundamentally lacking in the film. And I think I have to side with David 
that the storytelling in this film is not up to par with what I expected. The craft, the acting, the soundtrack, the everything else is just so well done. But I think the story really lacks something that I really wanted from this film. Um, and I, I can talk about that more later. But for me, I'm still lukewarm. I didn't. I didn't like this film when I first saw it when it was released, but I've kind of was that the only one who liked this on their first viewing? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Let's, I see, let's, see, let's see what Johnny says. So that's that's my verdict. I'm gonna hand it over to Johnny and see what he says. So Johnny, why don't you tell us your thoughts about this film? Well, well, well. <laughs> so is this? Am I the only one who saw this for the first time this time? No, Nick did. No, no, no I saw Nick, this for the oh, first time. Oh, okay. Nick saw, so then he watched it again, too. and then again, and again. So I Nick appreciate it. Cool. <laughs> um, I, uh, this was my first time, and I watched it on a Sunday night, which was probably a mistake because I get a, you know, like most people, I get a little like, I think about the work week, and I was a little anxious. So, like, I think it added to the, like, the negative emotions of watching it. Um, but you know like everyone said the craft is good the um the medium is well done this the the dollhouse um the dollhouse kind of uh, world within a world that which is kind of like a i don't know we call it analogy i guess for what's actually happening mm-hmm. um, it was excellent the audio was unreal it was probably it probably should win an oscar for audio um yeah the audio was probably like the most amazing part. And like Nick, I actually watched it on my work, like my, my computer screens with headphones, which I think added to that. I actually had to take them off. Sometimes I walk away too, because it was just too intense. Like not, a, it wasn't actually, it wasn't scary. It was not jump scares. It wasn't scary, but the, the audio was frightening and the, the long scenes. And it like, I think the haunting let was because it, you sat with it. You had to sit with yourself for so long and you just like yeah you bring yourself to the table too much and um that was i thought that was i thought that was really well done i thought the movie was like crazy well done but i hate movies like this i hate right. them i hate i i actually i agree there's a lot of plot holes but i give a lot of leniency to this because it's a magic cult with demons like how how critical are you going to get like there's basically like you know it's like the avengers are you really going to like yell cuz someone like did some you know, because the Hulk did one thing and like whatever her face shot a bow and, mm-hmm. you know, like who cares? They're all just, it's just magic, whatever. I'm just going to give you a pass on the story. Um, I, 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 the acting was really good too, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and the, the scenes, like the, I really wanted to like the movie, but I hate meditating on like the dark content. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of darkness and there was a lot of like, really uncomfortable like there was a general tone of coldness throughout the movie which was like there was no deep relationships everyone was isolated there right. was this sinister undertone and i know it's a horror but like i personally hate meditating on stuff like this i hate spending my time thinking about this and and i think it ultimately it comes down to the fact that you know there's two types of people who watch this movie there's the person who believes in spiritual stuff, right? Who and, mm-hmm. and 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 the movie like talks on this, like we reject the Trinity, and so those people believe 
the demons are real and that they can be evil. Right. And then there's the other side of it that says there's no such thing as religion. Religion is evil. This is an example of how evil religion is. But the thing is, if religion is evil, then humans invented it and humans are the creator of this evil. So it's like there's like this deep depravity you leave this movie with with just like, oh, God, people are the worst. Like there's just so much darkness. And I just I left so unsettled and I know you're supposed to. So it probably did its job. But I just hate feeling like that. I don't want to feel like that. Um, I don't, I watched this movie because of the podcast, but I wouldn't watch this movie ever, ever because I don't like to think about this stuff, not because it's not a thought you can have, but I don't think it's a meaningful thought in your life. I think there's more important things. And so I want to, I I'm on the line of saying it's a fantastic film. It's a terrible, um, it's a terrible consumption of art. Like I don't want to consume it. It it may be the, the most exquisitely cooked meal but it will kill me at the end so why watch it why eat it you know what i mean i think yeah and i think honestly johnny if the director was listening to your response he would be thrilled by it yeah and i think johnny um the the one thing about his his filmmaking is that he really his filmmaking is fatalistic and it really really rubs you the wrong way because the characters in this film have no fighting chance they are literally cogs in a machine, and it's like they don't even have a chance to fight back. And that really kind of, I don't know, it it, it creates a lot of like friction with my interest in the film. Like because mm-hmm. you can't engage with it on an emotional level at all. Like anyone who says, "Oh, I emotionally like connected with Hereditary," you're a psychopath. Just go check yourself well, into a insane. Yeah, that's, whoa, that's, whoa, that's my whoa, that's my whole. Guys. Come on. Psychopath. I don't. I like how. How do you? How do you emotionally Uh connect with this film? Like I don't. There's nothing redeeming about the movie. Well, I think you could connect with the family emotions and the family trauma. I think it was. It was a very visceral depiction of a dysfunctional, extremely dysfunctional family. Well, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a dysfunctional family going through a trauma, and how does a dysfunctional family deal with trauma? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, think any of us are from as dysfunctional families as this, so it's hard for us to like, you know, that, I, everyone has problems in their family, but this family was like wildly dysfunctional. Yeah. No, it's your defense. Yeah. The two scenes that I was like, oh, that's nice, was when the son would interact with the dad. <laughs> like the son was like, oh, this dinner's really good. I was like, oh, there's there's your nice little tidbit there and then and then again you know where the scene goes with the mom and the son arguing but he just like he masters the art of like very upsetting cinema uh, wait uh, uh, anyway it is a plot hole how did that son (laughs) how did that son get a pass like he basically that's i'm pretty confident that's called manslaughter or endangering a child what what are we talking about he killed his sisters driving high like that's a that's a felony that you don't get to like go back to school anyway now i'm no expert on smoking weed but (laughs) he took one hit would he be like really high if he smokes all the time no Uh, not really no he'd still be inebriated if you're underage with a minor and you drive inebriated and she dies because of your inability to take care of her you're gonna get some type of charge i don't know it wasn't really his fault she rolled down the window stuck her head out he swerved out of the way of a deer that's like rule number one when you're on like a bus 
Don't stick your arm out of the car. Didn't your mom and dad ever tell you that? Why didn't yeah, you but, call 911? Yeah, but involuntary manslaughter is still manslaughter. Could have just an accident, though. Anyways. That, okay. Anyways. That, 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 I plead the fifth, guys. I plead in, the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next question, which is the most impactful scene. And this could be any scene that moved you, disgusted you, anything. So why don't you take it away, uh, David? I'm going to say... It's the one right at the very end or close to the end where, uh, what's the son's name? Peter wakes up and he finds his dad's corpse and uh, he turns around and he sees that like uh, lady. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be his grandma or just one of the cult ladies or if that was like a demon or something. No, it's it's one of the cult members. Um, and she just... I can tell you, it's the guy from the beginning of the movie that smiled at the at the daughter when they were at the funeral. Oh, okay, and she's and and they're just like smiling, and then the mom starts chasing him. I just, to me, that was the most like terrifying scene because I could I just like put my for whatever reason I like put my mind in like what if I was that what if I was that kid and like. I just had saw like one of my parents dead and then my other parent is chasing me through the house. And I know that they're like, I know that my parent wants me dead. And, like, I don't know. That was just like, I, that was a really well done. I, that was to me the most like terrifying scene. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm going to move welcome. on to Nick. What's, what was your most impactful scene? Um, well, it goes off. Well, David started going off on it. Um, so since I've watched this movie now, I guess now a handful of times, there's one scene that I, I refuse to watch on the same connotation of Johnny. Like it just makes me uncomfortable and I don't like to even like imagine something like that. Um, so the scene that impacted me the most was when the mom was banging her head, like on the attic door. Like I saw that scene and that scene just completely turned my stomach in the worst way possible. And every viewing I watched after that, like I was just like, is it coming? And I would pause it. And then I would skip like five minutes ahead of it. Cause I, I don't know what it is. It's just the demonic nature. I just refuse to watch that scene again. And I, Oh my God. Even talking about it and thinking about it now, like just bothers the crap out of me. I will say, based off of Nick's scene, like I, I know that the son was like kind of a shithead and a failure, but like, I felt really bad for him. Cause like, I know that he didn't mean to kill his sister. It's know? not even the fact that I think that kid's a, like a shithead. He was, he was cast as like the moody teen that you just don't want to care about. And then you kind of find out that he had reason to act that way anyway. His mother tried to burn him alive, guys. Yeah. Right, right. Like he had, he has his reasons of being moody and distant. Like, wouldn't you, after one of your parents tried to do that, I'd be like, can I move in with grandma and grandpa? Like, I don't know if this is working well, out. Not, guys. Well, not, not, not grandma. grandma. Well, Jeez. other grandma and grandpa. The, the father, the father's grand, actual parents, because the father's <laughs> the only real character in this whole movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's I feel a great so scene. bad for the dad. <laughs> that I mean, okay. So that that's actually my um, most impactful scene is uh, the dad being coerced into killing himself, which is you know by throwing the journal into the fire and then going up poof in a 
pillar of fire and smoke. Um, I think out of all the family members, he was probably the most innocent and trying to be the most helping. And uh, it just seemed like, you know, he was like a bystander and he just got killed in the worst way possible out of everyone else in the film, in my opinion. And so that for me was like, I think a very upsetting scene to watch happen um, as she was like telling him to like, just throw it in the fire, throw it in the fire. So that's my scene. Um, what about you, Noah? Why don't you go next? I'm going to go with the dinner scene when they're all around the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's completely uncomfortable because the director kind of sits you at the table in like the guest seat almost. You're like across from them and they're on the either side of you. So it's like you're sitting there witnessing the like the most awkward, cringy, like tragic family argument ever. It's just the range of emotions. And it, it's almost like the mother screaming at the son, like just say you're, you've never said you're sorry. You know, she she just unloads on him all her uh, grief with that face on your face yeah like it's just so raw and it it feels so real it was yeah, it felt like a real family argument yeah and i and that like out of everything in this movie that was the most disturbing part to me i know you know there's plenty of things to pick from the beheaded moment the mother banging her head she sawing her neck off of the piano wire like all of that but that was the most disturbing because it felt the most real and the most, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Guttural? The word, well, the word upsetting. Like, I felt upset watching it. Looks yeah. like you wouldn't want to be in that kid's I, place. See, you wouldn't want to be see, at that unlike, table. Yeah, unlike Johnny and I, maybe Nick, like, I'm able to compartilize those that weird demon stuff and, you know, the... the... Why do you like horror films? Because you could just watch a drama and get that exact scene in a drama. Because I feel like it's more visceral with a horror movie. Like, they tend to... Know, drama do, drama tends to have, like, a, an aim, you know? It's 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 always got an alternative motive. Like, almost like... It's almost political. Not, not For lack of a better word, it's almost political. Like, it's it's trying to convince you of something. Whereas horror, it, it usually shows the honest view of it. You know, like at that table, I know we're all saying that the son did it. But in my eyes, all the family members were innocent. You know, like they didn't deserve any of that. They were kind of victims of the whole scenario. And that's kind of the point of the way of the movie is like this whole cult is overseeing all these horrible things happening in this family. And that's the whole thing with grief. Grief is just thrown at you. And you just have to deal with it. And then the family is like eating each other because of the grief. Like in a drama, I feel like that would be twisted and turned to a certain lean where a horror is going to show you the honest depiction of it. I think, yeah, I think horror pushes boundaries farther than drama does, Johnny. And I think that for someone who's like strapping in for a horror film, they're willing to be pushed beyond the boundaries that drama goes, which is where horror I get it. I get it. But I'm just, I. I, I kind of get it, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I f- fully agree, but that's okay. It's not that's important. A, that's yeah. okay. What What's your scene, Johnny? I would say the the scene where um, the teenager boy, what's his name, Peter? Peter. Peter. When Peter is in his history class and um, he t- becomes, he's fighting the possession. Um 
and his his body disfigures and he doesn't know what's going on and he's fighting it and you can see he's fighting it and, he, and then the demon gets a hold and is trying to weaken him and destroy him and slams his body into the desk mm-hmm. until his face blows up and then he fights it back and screams um i think the i think even before it happened there was this really long shot on his face with this audio that's just kind of like a rhythm that was just like pounding you and like all the suspense of what's been happening and at this point you know the cult is doing something and like you're aware of everything going on a little bit and i think that that scene hit me pretty hard of like just the fear of what's of this family being hunted the family being hunted what even cemented that more for me was later and i i think it was an accident that i realized this but i was watching it on amazon prime and and whenever you pause or or move the cursor it kind of tells you who's in the scene Mm-hmm. And I realized at the end, the history teacher was in, was one of the cult members. So like it reinforced that I realized, oh, everywhere the family was, there was a cult member managing uh, the situation. So that's actually why he was possessed there. There was a cult member there who was instigating that. I didn't, um, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. So like yeah, the point I, is like it reinforced that for me. Like that was frightening. Like he just couldn't get away from it. And they were like uh, pushing him, pushing him. I remember after John, now that Johnny pointed that out. All the people in the grief uh, meeting are yeah, they're all followers. They're all the followers that are in the treehouse at the end and in the yeah. house. I, I didn't pick that up. That I didn't pick that up the first time I watched it. <clears throat> I, I, I think that it, just it, solidifies it, my point, guys. Which is what? Which is grief was you know they're victims of grief that was out of their control. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, oh, one hundred percent! It's out of their yeah. control. They're just—they're yeah. they're literal puppets. They're you know—they're dolls I, in a dollhouse. I, I think moved around exactly. Yeah, I think I think that's the most upsetting part of the film, though, is that these characters aren't given a fighting chance. They—they they don't have any possible way to escape the scenario. If you're going to depict a film about a family that goes through an inevitable series of uh, tragedies that devolves into like a nightmare you kind of have to craft you really have to focus on the story right and i just felt like there were bits and pieces in the story that were a little bit more loose than i want i would have wanted them to be tell me which ones you guys keep saying there are plot holes and i feel like i don't know if there's plot holes either like i i'm fighting to 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 me to me plot hole i meant i meant uh i meant more like focus wise because i I remember. Of course, there's some plot holes, though. 100. percent Like but, what? Yeah, like what? Like, like I, I like, need an example. Well, you guys just I, keep saying plot holes. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you some. You have a you have a special needs daughter who clearly they care about taking care of. They they seem to set up the family as someone who really focuses on taking care of her, and they and the mom blatantly sends her with the son to a party that she knows is a party that they're drinking at like that seemed just completely outrageous like it didn't seem real at all um and then the also the cult apparently knew they're going to a party in like those two hour span and set up a curse on the telephone pole to kill like it all seemed very outrageous that that could have happened that's the best part though i know but i know but it's just like it's so it's so ridiculous of a scenario that's like you couldn't the cia and uh, couldn't contrive that if they wanted to Mm -hmm. like 
it's not real. So like, if you if you read a summary uh, of the movie, they tell you that that's the only road in and out of where they like the town they yeah, live in. Of course, but but I understand that. How is that a plot to... hole though? Like, still, a movie can be about a huge coincidence, you know? Like, but the whole point of the movie is that it's all under detailed control, and that's just impossible to control. I well, think when there's demon gods, yeah, but okay. My point is, no, my point is the viewer, if the viewer is the mom sending Charlie with her brother to the, the party. Viewer, if the viewer can question it, then it's a plot hole. If the viewer can say that's completely unbelievable, like you haven't set up a scenario where we can believe that all these coincidences can happen at one moment, of that every single thing aligns, it it seems a little crazy to me. Also, how do they get the body in the attic? So it, it's not explicitly stated. But the scene after the funeral, um, when they walk out of the funeral, they show a shot of inside the house before the family opens the door. And you can hear footsteps and a door close before they open the door. So it's supposed to be implied that that was when the body went up there. They were already in the house putting the body up there. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I noticed that the second time I watched it. Like, they, they did a lot, like... A lot of foreshadowing. A lot of foreshadowing, like um, when she eats the chocolate bar at the yeah, funeral. No, and... she's always eating chocolate. She eats every scene that she's in. She's eating M and M's when she's when she's making her little creepy figures. Like she like loves chocolate. But the the plot holes, honestly, I I, I like it's kind of like same feeling as Noah. I could care less. I I just think that the the film lacks um, something fundamental in the story, like. It lacks humanity. That's the, that's what the problem. It, the humanity doesn't exist. You're watching a dollhouse, and I know yeah. that was the point. I know that's the that's the analogy, but but you can't relate to the movie. All you feel is darkness and like this coldness, and it's hard to get into the movie. I completely disagree with the lack of humanity. I think all of the all like the son, the dad, the mother, yeah. they're all experiencing tremendous humanity because they're experiencing oh. such pain. And lost, and they're the weirdest family. They're the weirdest freaking family in the world. But I don't know. I just I wanted a little bit like in Rosemary's Baby, the final blow at the scene when Rosemary goes into the apartment. Spoiler alert! All right, (laughs) I haven't seen it. Is this movie from like 1979? Yeah, this is older than any of us. I was born after that, so it's not my fault. (laughs) When you when you see all the people in this movie. Kind of like how Hereditary sets up all these background people and then they become the cultists at the end. I, I just, I, I wanted a little bit more ambiguity. I didn't expect them to come to the party naked. Okay. <laughs> plot hole. Plot hole. Plot I, hole. I just, uh, Why you gotta have your balls out? Maybe. I, I, I completely actually disagree with you, David. Really? I think there was plenty of ambiguity. And a lot of like, a lot of, yeah, there was, there was plenty of ambiguity because we don't know what the, what the hell the cult members were doing. Like they were like, Uh, I I think if you've seen enough cult movies or demon movies, you're like, okay, these people want a kid or, or, and like, there's, there's, there's so much dialogue. Come on, Stephen, don't you watch a cult movie every day? (laughs) No, see, I I agree with David in the sense that he may have seen it. Oh my God, God, turn it down. See, I don't really understand what's why. What is the thorn in in your side and Stephen's side? Like, I feel like you guys haven't really explained your problem with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, so I know Johnny's problem. Let me let me explain myself. 
more clearly before we move on to the debate. I think that this movie wasn't focused enough on the family and then the machinations that led to the son being possessed by the demon. I think you had too much stuff going on out on the fringes, like people lighting themselves on fire, like seances, like taking place twice. Like, I just wish that the movie focused more on like, how would I explain this? Like, it's it's just the plot is so convoluted to me. You know, I'm gonna stop you real quick and ask, what more focus do you want? They were the only characters in the whole movie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. I'm I'm confused, and the reason why there was. Uh, two seances is because she was passing down the seance to the mother and then the mother passes it down to her children just like hereditary the the tote the name of the movie i just i couldn't like it's just not it's not easy to follow everything you know what i mean you just gotta watch it three times like nick did yeah exactly (laughs) i mean i got it after the first time like where i was like oh like by the end you know you have the you're just like okay like they i think i think for me nick and noah the the best horror movies for me are the the simplest you know i understand like the thing like the monster transforms into people it mimics people after they kill them and then it pretends to be human um even like uh, Rosemary's Baby, a bunch of Satanists uh, help a woman get impregnated by the devil and just kind of keep her in this house and make sure she doesn't leave. Like, it's very simple conceits, but you try to explain the possession process for her hereditary, you can't do it in a single sentence. You need to talk about the daughter getting beheaded, and then that unleashes the uh, spirit of Paimon so that the, the mother gets pulled into a seance which she brings into her house yeah, to do yeah. it and then she kills the father by throwing the journal into the into the furnace yeah and then, I, I understand you know what i mean David. i know what you mean yeah. but what here's my defense of that right rosemary baby has been done right right the simple or and the thing has been done to me this <laughs> movie is lit- is trying to make make itself stand out from that if, That's it, fair. if it just did Rosemary's Baby again, everyone would go, oh, okay, you're remaking Rosemary's Baby. If you didn't have the telephone pole and the seance and all this other weird crap you put in, you, you, it's, you know, it's making, it's making a lore for itself. I, I understand, yeah. I kind of agree with Noah on this one. Like, I don't, I don't think you guys know. I think you just don't like it. You don't want to say that. No, no I, I mean, I, 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 I I can, I can, I can, like I said, I can appreciate the craft. And like I said, before I watched this movie again, I was ready to tear it to shreds. Um, and I appreciate the story a lot more now that I've watched the movie a second time. But I, there's a part of me that still wishes that it just, and that's just my own personal preference. Like they set up, they set up this interesting character, the little girl. And I just wanted, it would have been an interesting story to see all of those actions all of those scenes play out with this. I mean, that little girl is like supposed to be, I guess, not autistic, but I mean, she's definitely she's like, demon possessed. David. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just, I just didn't. To, for me personally, I didn't like the direction that they chose. I yeah. get that it it was they wanted the male host, and that's part of the story. It just, it just seemed out of. It was movie. a little bit of a plot hole for me that she was demon possessed, but she didn't know it until she came back. That was, I mean, that was confusing to me. She didn't like, really I mean, know at all until they told her she was Pyman at the end. 
but then I, it doesn't even make sense like that. It's just confusing. Well, maybe well, they guess... don't even know if that's true. Like they're yeah. just believing that, you know, they don't even. Well, the movie made you think it's true because of the way they showed the spirit entering the body. Yeah, like... but she comes back and she looks confused. She looks at her mom and her yeah. grandma with their heads gone. She's like, oh, that, that's that's weird. Like she's not she's not in it. She doesn't seem in on it at all. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And they could have done a whole elaborate thing and Pyman didn't actually come back. They just brought the girl back. Yeah. So let's let's just move on to the debate. I, I'm thinking it might be short, <laughs> but uh, the debate question is basically the the reception between the critics and the audience for this movie is very very split. Um, I think a lot of audience members gave this movie like D plus, yeah, D plus in the cinema score. on a, on one of the yeah aggregate websites, and then the critics love this movie. Like they were like. Oh my god! This is the second coming of the Exorcist. Or they were like, like worshiping Pie Man. Yeah, <laughs> and so based on that understanding, which reception do you guys find yourself siding with? I I I want to say that I think the reason why a lot of the audience hated this movie is because I think the, a lot of the audience is more in Johnny's camp. You know, where they just, they don't want to watch something that just disturbs them. You know, they don't want to consume something that, you know, tastes bad. And I think critics kind of, they taste crap all the time, you know? And they yeah. can kind of yeah, find... that's a good point. They can kind of find, you know, they kind of can sift through this and go, oh, there's, you know, there's the jewel. Whereas the audience is going to see something, consume it, and then, you know, crap it out. Yeah, it's it's really it, I agree. It really comes down to how each uh, group is consuming films, right? Critics are supposed to watch hundreds and hundreds of films, right? And so they they're like kind of sifting through sand, right? And they're like, "Oh, crap, crap, crap. Oh, gold." And but like there's a question too, like, you know, I I don't think you can ignore the layman on that. Like No, of no course. I don't want like, I don't want to ignore the layman. You don't get to call it art because the critics watch it. Like, is this a value to society? Like, does this add much to it? I know we've talked about this before at some point, but like, what benefit does it have us to like focus on that type of darkness? Like, is there a real benefit? Like, what are we getting out of it? Um, like, what is what is the purpose? Is it just sadist, sadistic focus because we have a darkness that we like to play with? That that to me is not a good enough answer. And that's what I feel like when I play with these movies. Like, they're well done. They're beautiful. They're emotional. But, like, I feel like it's just playing with a side of us that we know is there that we like to entertain. But should we? Like, should we even be playing with it? Let it die. I mean, so, it's, a, I don't, I don't it's a fascinating it. It's a fascinating question. Like, should you, should you consume dark things or should you dwell on dark things? And I think I would argue that every story has dark points in it. Obviously, horror has more dark points but any story you're going to watch has a dark point because that is where the excitement happens. That's where the overcome happens. You know, you can't just have a smooth, like everyone, like, yeah, the I whole... get that. But the, but the movies, these movies, uh, uh, create value. Like they, they almost val like they create value in those things. And I, I don't, think I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that as an element in a story. No, they do. It's the whole point is that that is entertainment. 
That darkness is the entertainment. No, no, no. I think, you can create. I mean, it's I, entertainment I, 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 to I, I, a certain audience in the sense that they want to feel this level of. I don't want to say darkness, but like they want that level of uh, dread. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't think that is a place to play. And with. that well, it's not that they're trying to play with super dark forces. I mean, they are, but they're, they're doing something to try and challenge the genre to get people like because you know horror is fleeting. If you've seen it once, you won't be scared of it a second time, kind of deal. So they're like, we have to keep doing something new and they oh, did do I, I something agree. new like, to like, try to i mean you know I, I understand i completely understand where you're coming from and i i, think, I, I agree hey, let me, like, i just want to say something i think you can create value through being a warning you know like i think you can watch something like that and I take away no see, see jai think about it the little girl didn't have I mean, an epi pen on her just just let him talk with, but someone you know someone that has a peanut allergy is never gonna forget their epi pen <laughs> after watching this movie you know like that's, that's like that funny, can create I, value I don't, that's how you teach that. don't even try that oh one, my man. gosh you know what i'm saying like this movies creates entertainment out of facilitating that part of us that is deeply dark it begs it, it creates entertainment out of a part of us that either has to wrestle with the fact that there is a deep dark demonic force in the world or that deep demonic force was created by humans and we are the deep demonic human force and and that and that is and that is a place where people are residing and enjoying to be like that's the point no, of watching no, this movie no 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 see your perspective of people that watch this movie and enjoyment is you don't you don't get their perspective because you don't have that you know like I don't watch this movie and go, "Ooh, I'm entertained by watching this girl's head popped off." I feel like we talked about this before with other movies. I know. Well, then why do why do people need to watch it? Like, do you need to watch snuff videos to know not to no, murder? No, you need to watch *Trap Pornography* to know not to do that. Like, you don't need to know those things. You don't need to experience them to feel it's the gravity. A, you know not to do it. A snuff video is you can't use snuff video because that's like an actual thing, horrible thing that happened to someone. A horror can be a safe environment for someone to deal with these real life issues like grief. It can be therapeutic. It could help them deal with their problems. Maybe they had a maybe they had a mother that pushed trauma on them, and this movie helps bring that out of them. Go, hey, I have trauma in me that it was I inherited from my mother. Maybe I should go see someone for that. Like that's yeah, what I think. I think that's healthier mediums. I think. I think. Mediums, yeah, yeah. I, Johnny. Like we were talking, this is a movie that we referenced, like in one of our earlier episodes, which was a Serbian film, which I won't describe here. But there are movies that are just utterly bankrupt of any redeeming qualities, like that movie. And then Hereditary. I can I can come around to Noah's argument that despite the coldness of this film that I still feel that's overwhelming. There are bits and pieces here and there that you can kind of pick at and you can t take away from the film and be like, okay, well, you know, it helped me with this feeling, you know, things that are this dark don't are not therapy. They're not beneficial. They're not an art worth exploring in my opinion. And I think there's probably a good portion of people who would agree with me. I think so, but I don't agree with you. Cause I think, I think shock and disturb is the best way to rattle someone to realize something's wrong. I think most people fill their lives with things that will, you know, give them comfort, will help distract them from guess, their daily -day problems. Okay. So let me say, restate it. The reason I say that is because I don't think you need to fantasize about the horror. I think you just need to go see the real world horror. It's not – we hide ourselves from it and then we like to make stories to remind ourselves of it. We don't need to hide. Just go look for it. It exists. There is actual terrible things. But what we do is we hide in our shells. We create stories that we're comfortable with and then we get to put them back on the shelf. And to me, that's just not real.
I don't like that. Well, it's a safe environment. You're what are you saying? They go out and look for like rapists and stuff? Like No, but I'm saying if you need horror to because that's a part of life you need to explore, there are real horrors that you can go deal with in life. But like I, I needing to concoct one to experience it to control it is just silly. I don't I just I don't I don't agree. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, it's okay you don't like it. I would just say it's a and challenge. The fact that if you want to be a good person, if you're in a situation where your mind, like let's say you have anxiety, like I probably have more anxiety than some people. Like this is not a film that will do anything good for you. Like this is stuff that haunts people. Like this is not a medium that is like, uh, you know, has a clear, pure benefit to people. Right. Like this is a very specific, if you're going to say that kind of stuff, it's very specific of what its benefit is. And then it should be much more clear of what its consumption should be. You know what I mean? Well, that's my opinion. I don't think anyone's joining a cult after watching this movie. It doesn't make, it doesn't make <laughs> or 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 quite the opposite. Or quite the opposite. They want to join a no, cult. No, because then you got to show off like your naked body, and you know you might not have that great of a body, so it's just uncomfortable for everyone. I got that quarantine fifteen. Yeah, you guys, your your comfort with the darkness in these movies sometimes disturbs me. Honestly, but you sound like I... my wife. My wife's like, "You're gonna kill me in my sleep because you watched this movie." Yeah, like it's a little sus. You heard it here first, guys. Oh my god! I, <laughs> I think I think okay. there is something. <laughs> oh, David's gonna kill us. What is it? What? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like. I think I want no, to murder human... you. No, humans have always humans have always been fascinated and terrified by the unknown, right? That's I thought they was gonna say from the beginning of time. Let me start no, there. But I mean, I'm I'm being uh, I mean, Johnny, you're focusing on that. There's like an enjoyment to it, which could be disturbing, and I don't think that no, is not just that, but part of partly not just I, that. But. I th- I think I think that unknownness, that mysteriousness, there is an allure to observing it and watching it because it is so uh unsettling and yeah that's that to me though is like you know the pursuit of ambition just because you pursue it doesn't mean it and the end result is good like just because you have an itch doesn't mean you scratch it and my point is i don't i don't think the world you know i'm not i'm not, i'll be very extreme just to make the point yeah. Um, I don't think the world is going to go bankrupt tomorrow if we cut out horror. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it has a genre, it has maybe a place, but like stuff like this, like, I'm not sure if it's adding like immense social value to all of humanity. I would say that this movie adds more to the social and uh, like social conversation versus something like House of a Thousand Corpses, where that's just brutality for brutality's sake i'm, I'm lumping them all to... together i'm lumping them all together i'm not i'm not getting granular my point is just extreme like my my whole premise is that the focus on those things is of something that i don't think is immense value and i don't is what bothers you the most it. is the but demonic I mean, topic of the movie you can't lump some it because then you have to lump some everything and there are certain people that take crafts that can be done very well and do them horribly. Okay, then tell me what the purpose of a horror is. Is and I'm assuming this qualifies in it. What's the purpose of horror film? I think that horror, unlike other genres, has the best ability to make you think. Like it can rattle you to make you think on a topic. Like how you're doing. You're you're thinking about 
demon gods and cults and nut allergies. You know, it, it, it rattled you enough to make you go, whoa, I don't like this. Why? You know, whereas you can watch most of these other movies, digest it, and then, you know, move on and not never think about it again. Where horror can stick with you. It, it can, like I said, it, it pokes at you. It makes you, it yeah. demands a thought from you. Whereas so, drama yeah, yeah, yeah. and romantic comedies and comedies and actions, those are those are entertainment, in my opinion. Like horror can be entertainment, but most of the time I enjoy horror because it makes me think, you know. Well then then what I would say, and I actually I like what you said a lot. I think what I would then add to it is that it needs a disclaimer and it needs to be in portion. It is not a dinner, it is a dessert. Yes. It is a monthly treat. It is not it is yes, not full time meal. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah, that's my big issue with it. It is not. It is not its own category in entirety. Well, it's like I. I think it's hard if for listeners who are watching us talk that don't see how we look or see how we act. Because I don't. I would. David looks it. sexy, by the way. I know. David wants to show you her body. Sexy, just, her naked, cold body. It's like you. You. When you yeah. think of when you think of a horror fan or someone who's obsessed with horror, likes watching horror movies, I don't think anyone would picture what any of us look like you know you you're probably thinking more and i'm t- talking very general uh, and i'm stereotyping but you're probably somebody's probably thinking of somebody looks more like rob zombie like somebody who's obsessed with it and fills their world with it well and i right i i who looks I, the most like rob zombie david would it be nick no, but none of us. When I had long no, hair, no. I would say yes. No, I get what you're saying, David. I, I appreciate what you're saying, David, because I agree with you. Like that, that disturbs me a bit yeah. when you when you live in it. And 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 none of us. I I don't think I don't think any of us obsess over horror. And and I've actually it's like, brought yeah, up... it's like Willy Wonka. You know, it's like a candy man. It's too much candy, bro. <laughs> it's too much sweet stuff. And well, it's like you wouldn't ride a roller coaster every day. I understand what you're saying. Well, I will say that I know Steven's probably going, this has nothing to do with my debate. But I want to say is I I actually think it is because I think the audience really represents Johnny that doesn't want to dwell on these dark things. And the critics more lean towards me and Nick that see it as, you know, thought provoking. And I think that's where the debate fits, you know, like Johnny's, Johnny's your average layman audience that thinks this is dark disturbing and why would you want to watch this you know deep us and me and nick are more like it made me think you know i didn't say deep us. I, I i didn't say deep us though i i actually think like i said it's a good it's a very well done film i just question its role in society I don't think I don't like how it's in the film category with entertainment. It's not entertainment. No, I wouldn't. It is actually it is, it is a high potent dose of of like like it should be deeply upsetting. Yeah. It should be like it should be something you have to prep for as a human. Like it shouldn't be stuff you go in casually to see with your friends on Friday night. You know, uh, it's not that. But Johnny, I think you're taking the I think I think you're taking the route of like the mothers who say like playing violent video games causes students to become school shooters you know it's like like it should provoke that sort of reaction right and i think at the end of the day like i watched the movie the strangers uh dave's comment about not watching horror films too often uh triggered this thought i recently watched it and i was like i finished it and i was like god damn this movie had absolutely no redeeming qualities it was literally just about people who want to kill other people and i was like i hated it i didn't like it at all like but i can see someone else who's just like, 
oh, I just want to be like mindlessly taken on a thrill ride, watches the film and like was like, wow, I got really scared at some moments. It was a roller coaster of a horror film and then forgets about it the next day. I just I tend to believe that people are more like that rather than someone who watches that film and is like, I want to kill. Yeah. Or like, you know, dwell like allow like I didn't, I didn't say kill people i just <laughs> i know i'm just I i'm just taking your arguments i think johnny your heart's in the right place that's all i, that's I, yeah, all I, I just, say i just downvote it as a an as a um, i think it should be a very rare carefully consumed art form i would i would say that's an interesting i would say that's an interesting thought but i think it would have to have like a tie-in like they david's already joined a cult <laughs> No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Are you naked right now? How naked are you? (laughs) I'd say seventy percent naked. Ninety-nine point. Top half or bottom half? Why don't we? Why don't we say where we stand after the debate? Yeah. So wait. Okay. So so everyone. Wait, wait, David. Let me. Let me just. Yeah. So let me repeat. Um. So basically, the debate was, (laughs) what the critics and the audiences were very split on this film. And I think actually a lot of what we talked about kind of mirrors the debate question, but in a very like metaphorical sense in this, like Johnny was representing the audience and like someone who comes in with bright eyes and a pure heart. And, you know, (laughs) I'm not making fun of you, Johnny. I I understand where your heart is. And, and Noah is kind of coming from the critics angle. I just want to add something to that. I I, want to add that. I do. Because, the, just because you keep acting like you're acting like uh, the, the lay, no no that the lay person or something doesn't understand what the critic is seeing they do i do see it it just i don't consider it valuable at the same level some reason you guys are putting it in a box and saying if i just take this by itself it has value and i'm saying put it in the context of the world and i think the value is trivial because i think it doesn't do a lot of good you know, it could be I, cool on its I, own. You can most, geek out about it, but cinema doesn't do any good to society. Like that's, almost, that's like a whole nine, other conversation. Nine point nine percent of cinema, maybe a hundred percent. That's why Hollywood sucks, bro. That's why LA is down and Austin is up. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Talk I've been to thinking Elon, about it, bro. Brother. Talk to Elon. But I, from Noah's standpoint, the critics' view, right, is that you're like the view there is like. I guess compartmentalization. I don't know what thought provoking. It was thought provoking. Where yeah. Johnny, not that Johnny didn't think it was thought provoking. He just thought it was too disturbing to enjoy. I think there's. I think there's valid arguments on both sides, and I'm gonna call it. You know, I guess yeah. It's, it's I not agree, anyone, Noah. and no one really won here. But like, I think there are valid arguments for the audience and for the critic. But- I mean, there's so. always going to be people who like things that you're not going to understand. I mean, look, there's furries not hating on the furry community. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and Johnny, I don't don't get me wrong. I completely agree that this movie is dark and disturbing, and I'm probably never going to watch it ever again now that I'm done with it. You've seen it three times. <laughs> I know. I've seen it three times. I'm cursed. <laughs> now that you've become a scholar, I'm never going to watch this movie again, <laughs> except for tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go to the recos. Uh, whether you recommend this film and who who would you recommend it to? Um, let's just do a quick, you know. Did you say uh, recos? Uh, who says recos? On the West Coast, they say recos. Oh my they god! Off, they cut off. They cut off the the last couple syllables of every word. Cool. It helps them have more time to drive their Uber. Uh, uh, Steven, you forgot to do the score out of ten. 
Oh, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we could combine that with the recommendations. Yeah. With the records. Yeah, because I gotta, um, I gotta get my calculator out. So. All right. So <laughs> I, I will go first. I will recommend this film to horror fanatics, not the general moviegoer. And the score that I'm going to give this film is a six. Six. Got it. Calculate. Got Calculate. it. All right. Uh, Johnny, why don't you go next? Um, I will recommend this movie to um, a couple of groups. The first group being um, film, either film students or really film-focused audience, people who really like the craft of it. I think the craft is well done, specifically audio, the, the way audio and um, you know long, drawn-out scenes and acting kind of all tie together. Really, really good. Um, so if you're into film for its technical and craft qualities of how to um, play with those effects, definitely watch this. Uh, also, if you really love being this like kind of like a wild, disturbing thriller uh, with spiritual aspects, you're gonna love it. General public not not gonna love it just because it's it's really dark, and I think a lot of people don't play with that as I don't. Marty score, you know, Marty will like this movie probably. Um, it's it's art house enough for him. Maybe I'm wrong because we don't hang out a lot anymore. <laughs> But uh, he hasn't returned I, your calls. There's, you know, not many, actually, there's not many Italians in it, though, so he might not. Like yeah. That. Well, you don't know that. You know, there could have been a lot of Italian cult members. What I will for my score, I'm actually I think I might surprise you guys because I think I'm going to give it a pretty high score. Let's hear it. Seven. I think I'll give it an eight. Oh, OK. I really like I said, I really liked the movie like the film aspect i really don't like the content and the disturbing parts but if we're talking about ratings as a as what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a disturbing horror yeah i'll give it an eight out of ten okay great nice all right great i think what would did i give shining i forget what i gave shining eight, Shining's uh, eight. eight or nine it was up yeah they're yeah. both they're both uh, different beasts for sure all right yeah. All right, Noah, why don't you go next? Yeah, I am going to, similar to Johnny, I guess, and Steven, I'm going to recommend this to film students and horror fans. It's a disturbing horror thriller, as Johnny said. If you're okay with that, then you will love this movie. I think it's one of the best, you know, demon possession movies out there. It's done really, really well. I will not recommend it to the general movie audience or anyone else that would fall outside of that category because I, I do agree it's it's very dark, very unsettling, uh, and I don't want people to get pissed off at me for telling them to watch it. Um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because I just think it does what it does. It does very well, and it's it's meticulously crafted, and it should be rewarded for that. So a 9 out of 10 for me. David, what about you? Um, I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, like recommend it to film students, recommend it to horror students, because I do think. Who are horror? I mean, sorry, uh, recommend it to horror fanatics. <laughs> They're students of the game. <laughs> People who want to dismember you yeah. on film. They're a part of the cult. 
people who are getting like ideas for cults and stuff and you know, my life a lot, of, a lot of good ideas in here a lot of good ideas for your cult do you know what would be a fun idea for a scene we could split the guy's tongue in half and people could eat the blood raw yeah that's cool awesome <laughs> yeah um, i mean, could all be naked you gotta be naked you gotta imagine what a pitch for like a horror movie, like a Rob Zombie horror movie, has to be. Like, imagine sitting in the room and he's just like, "So there's these hicks that live in this town, right? And they got shotguns." And you're like, "What?" And they love raping and, just, and killing. Just, you're just raping them and just sawing their head off. It's gonna be and awesome. Like, that sounds great. And they're <laughs> they're like, What's the name of this movie? The Devil's Rejects, and you're like, oh, I guess that makes sense. What, what else could it be called? Yeah, imagine like describing it and everyone's getting all excited together. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, what's wrong? I, I want, what's yeah, true? I want to make it clear to the listeners that this movie, that despite what anyone says, this movie is not like a Rob Zombie movie. No, it is. It not. is way no. classier. It is not there just to, you know, it's not pornography. You. Yeah, it's not pornography. I would say, and there and is some substance to it. I just want to make that clear. I agree with that, despite my disdain for it. <laughs> um, as for score, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. I just think it's too, too well done and and well made to give it any less. Even though I don't, I do have some issues with it. Just leave. thank you, David. I'm actually before Nick starts, I would like to bump up my score because I, I realize that no 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 I get to make up the rules. <laughs> I am really welcome. This is the chocolate factory, all right? Uh, I will give it eleven out of ten. <laughs> all I wanna do, all I wanna do is Steven, bump up Steven my got score. a call from Marty. Marty was like bump that score up, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you missed it out of the ballpark, Steven. Bump up those scores. Those are some rookie numbers. Uh, I, I All I want to do is bump it up from 6.5 to 7.5. Oh, my God. I think oh, okay. You can say 6.5, by the way. What a half measure. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Literally a half measure. I'm, I'm more. That's your I, final score. You can't change it. I, I can't change it. Yeah, like, oh, now we're going to end I up am, with a 0.25 for a score. I, Great. I am invoking host. Host ability. He's invoking prima He's invoking prima All right, Johnny. I'm, I'm, I'm more disturbed about how long I've been using the phrase hit it up. Missed it out of the ball. <laughs> like, is that the first time I've said that? Or this is the title for the episode? <laughs> hit it out of the. Hit it out. What is it? Uh, missed it out, missed out, of out of the ballpark. <laughs> missed the ballpark. All right. All right. Now that now that really I missed the ballpark. Uh, on that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people say that, but now I'm like. Man, have I been saying that my whole life? And people are like, what is this dummy dude saying? That's so good. <laughs> now that I've Soviet oh, Russia man. my score, Nick, why don't you hit us with your recommendation and your score? Um, so Noah kind of really took the words right out of my mouth um, with with his recommendation. Um, I have to agree. Like, I mean, we're all going along the same line, of th- the same train of thought, the same line. Um, this movie is definitely for horror fanatics. Um, for the seasoned horror fan and for like horror fans who are like want to watch something to like really get into like you know to try to really be scared I guess challenge themselves um, I will say that it's a, it's a demon's possession movie so it's for that crowd in particular 
as for my score if you're uh, into that if you're yeah um my score i agree i won't give it a 10 out of 10 um i this movie falls short especially with its ending for me i really don't like this ending wait you gave it a 10 out of 10 i'm giving no i'm saying i won't give it a a 10 out of 10 i don't like the ending it doesn't sit well with me let's hear that score i nine out of ten like, oh, yeah. It's it's a well made movie. It's done very well. Like you said, what it does, it does in spades, um, and it's very well crafted. I have no problem with the story. I think the story is great. Um, but did they did they miss the ballpark? <laughs> they did. No ballparks were missed <laughs> in the miss, making of this movie. Well, the ballpark. ending missed okay. the ballpark. The that gives us a final score of eight out of ten. Nice. Well, thank you all for listening to this very chaotic but enjoyable episode of The Spooky Screen. Uh, We discussed the movie Hereditary that was directed by Ari Aster. Um, And hope that you continue to tune in to our uh, next episode. Um, To everyone, have a good night. Stay spooky. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Oh my god. All right. All right. Oh my god. I I have a spirit in me. <laughs> <laughs>